Hello, hello, and welcome back to my TV podcast. I have a special guest with me today. You want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Rachel Nissenker, um, and I have a blog about movies called I Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them, uh, and you should check it out. <laughs> um, do you want to give the URL? Uh, it's http blah, 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 uh, livejournal.com slash user slash rn4 underscore 8 underscore 7. <laughs> All right, so we'll post a link to that on the MyTV blog so that it's easier to find. <laughs> Yay. Um, so you guys can all check that out. She is also a TV authority. She watches everything that's worth watching. And so I invited her here today because we both just finished watching the entire series of Angel on DVD. And so we're going to do a Buffy Angel special and talk about our love of Joss Whedon and his two first shows. So... Well, first created shows he did do Roseanne, but we don't talk about that. Prefer to forget about all that. Yeah, just ignore. <laughs> uh, compartmentalizing. So, Rachel, tell me, do you have a preference, Buffy or Angel? Uh, oh my God, Tim's, all my friends are going to kill me on this one, but uh, I think I prefer Angel. Right. Now, see, I kind of agree with you on certain points. I like the actual cast of characters on Angel better, and so, and because I'm a character person, I get that's what I invest in. I do kind of like Angel better, but I have so many issues with so much of the plotting that goes on that Buffy, I sometimes like better. It, it, I'm I flip flop. Well, it's weird in rewatching them. I actually. I, it was much easier to rewatch Buffy. Like, there would be so many episodes where I'd be like, oh, I'm so excited to see this. Whereas with Angel, most of the time it was like, oh, God, I can't believe I have to watch, you know, Connor sleep with Cordelia oh, again. God. <laughs> oh, God. The entirety of season four just needs to not exist. You know, but on the same time as it was really hard to rewatch season four and I had to take really long breaks to <laughs> give my brain a chance, um, on the same time, I can really appreciate the very dark places that um, Whedon and Co. brought everyone on Angel. And that's so, true. Yeah. I, that's what. That's one of the things I really like about Angel is that it was about how the mission affected the characters and kind of darkened them, and it brought them on really interesting journeys and gave them really interesting arcs, which is why the cast of characters on Angel is so much stronger than the cast of characters on Buffy, even though they're great too. In my pretentious film classes, they always say that the difference between TV and film is that in TV, at the end of the episode, you're supposed to be back to where you were, and one of the things that I think is truly remarkable um, about all of Whedon's shows, but especially about Angel, is that he had no desire to make Angel go back to being the same Angel he was at the beginning of the journey. You know, even with Buffy, who obviously changed dramatically throughout the seven seasons, she still maintained a certain Buffy core. One of the things with Angel is he's free-fallen. Like, he could be doing, he could go anywhere. You yeah. have no idea how far that rabbit hole goes. <laughs> Wait. All the way to the other side of the world? There's a hole in the world. Wow. Wow. I did beautifully. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, So, on topic of a hole in the world, which is one of my favorites, what are your favorite episodes? Of Angel? Let's start with Angel, and then we'll do Buffy, because Angel's more recent. Well, I Angel. Um, My absolute favorite of all time is the ballet. Waiting in the Wings. Waiting in the Wings. Waiting in the Wings Um, is good. It's still, like... I've seen it, I think, four or five times because I watched it by myself. I watched it with my brother. I watched it with my parents. And I just watched it with my best friend. And uh, every time I watch it, it's just painful and beautiful and brilliant. And it's like a little mini movie. And I just, 
it's really, really a fantastic yeah. episode. That one makes me cry because yeah. um, when because Wesley's my favorite character, I absolutely adore him. And then when he sees Gunn and Fred, who that they have like amazing chemistry, so I was okay with that. But when when he saw them, I was just like heart breaking. There's that whole part in the beginning when Cordelia's all like, the iron is definitely hot, and she's like encouraging Wesley, but you know it's gone, and it yeah. just, it's, oh, it's a perfect episode, I gotta it's, say. It's such a good episode. I do have to admit, though, that Summer Glau's fake accent really bothers me. Well, <laughs> the first time I saw it, I didn't know anything about Summer Glau, and so she wasn't important to me. Um, I didn't like even think a little bit, like, oh, she's supposed to be special, so I guess I never really gave any thought to it. I was too busy thinking about the Angel cordelia Oh, the Angel cordelia <laughs> And what I found funny about that was that it was the exact same story. Like, how do we get Angel close to the girl he's not supposed to be close to? Let's have him be possessed. Yeah. Like the Chris Gorham episode <laughs> in season, what is it, three of Buffy? But it was such a it was such a deeper episode. I, I, you know, at first when I read the plot summary, I was just like, are you serious? Like, this is your big device all the time. Like, oh, we'll be possessed and we'll do dirty things. But, uh, Okay, yes, but the big device with the possession, that happens way too often. Let's just talk about that for a second. And the poor women in Whedonverse get destroyed and made into something less good than they are. I mean, I'm saying Lyria wasn't evil, but they're not (laughs) good. Yeah, there's definitely a, uh, I think it's... You know, I was thinking about that a lot, because you mentioned this to me a couple days ago, and I was thinking about it a lot, and it struck me that it's kind of true. I mean, Xander never gets... Oh, well, he got possessed that one time, but that was the first oh, season, and it was for one episode. It wasn't like a like a continuing thing. And you mean the, the hyena thing? The hyena yeah. episode. Uh, but that the women really do kind of fall prey to their they own do. devices. I and think they, they tend to be big bads. They don't tend to be one episode, I was bad. They tend to be big bads, like for multi multiple episodes. The only thing I would say is that two out of them, and that would be Cordelia and Willow, I legitimately think it was a testament to their character that they became what they became. Um... Fred, on the other hand, I kind of think he just thought it would be really cool to have her turn into Illyria. Um... <laughs> Well, I'm still okay with that. I really like Illyria, but uh, but I think with Willow and Cordelia, there was legitimate character reasons why they had to go to these really dark places. Yeah. Um, but Cordelia kind of bothered me because it wasn't Cordelia. Like, the real Cordelia makes her exit at the end of season three and then shows up as, like, a hallucination sort of a ghostly appearance kind I of thing. I think she's real. She's real in season right. five, but she's, like... She never actually woke up from her coma. But everyone else saw her, right? Yeah, so she was like this magical manifestation, basically, (laughs) for one episode in season five. But other than that, every time we see Cordelia outside, like after season three, isn't Cordelia. I mean, yes and no. When she is without her memory, that's actually Cordy. Um, But it's it's memoryless Cordy, which I guess, as Illyria points out, our memories are very much Yeah, that was empty shell charisma Um, carpenter. That wasn't Cordelia. But it was still Cordelia's... Cordelia's soul, you know, like, That's the rest of the time true. she's being... And then in the, uh, the fantastic episode of Spin the Bottle, uh, that was also Cordy. <laughs> you can tell, because when Angel walks in, she says, Hello, Hello self goodness. goodness. It was season one Cordelia, It was season one Cordelia. Like, I, because I really like Cordelia in Angel, I really like season two, season three, that 
Cordelia, and she left, and I was very, yes. very sad, because she, most of the time, isn't her. Yeah. Because oh, she yeah. has to get through what she was in season one to get to that, and then she just isn't her anymore, and it bothered me. One of the things about that is that it was very obvious that they were changing slightly their own plans because of the fact that Cordy was pregnant and yeah. that Charisma Carpenter wanted to get off the show eventually, and so I think that that was slightly different than Joss's necessarily yeah. and the writer's um, goals in what they were doing. I think Cordy was supposed to be more of the big bad and was supposed to be a more ambiguous thing, whereas it ended up just being like, ooh, she's going to pop out Jasmine. Yeah. I really liked the Jasmine story. I just didn't like the whole Cordy had to sleep with Connor and this was all premeditated. Yeah. That was the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I entire wonder what they would have done if she hadn't already been pregnant. Like, would she have ever slept with Connor? Did we need to ever have that? Oh, God. Um, I wish not. I, I just want <laughs> Connor to have disappeared. Like, I really liked Darla's, like, the whole baby thing and yeah. Darla's sacrifice. That was gorgeous. It was very beautiful. The actual Connor <laughs> drove me insane. And he was cute just, as a baby, though. He was cute as a baby, and I liked seeing, like, the dynamics and stuff, but he was completely unnecessary, and if... Like, actually, if they'd never brought him back from the Hell Dimension, if they'd sent him off to Kortoth and just left him there... <laughs> Fine. <laughs> fine, whatever. Let's keep the baby in the hell dimension. Yeah. Well, did you like it when he came back in season five? No. You didn't? I loved him in season five. <laughs> no, because I just hate Connor. Like, oh, wow. Any, any, no, any Connor bothers me. I um, loved this season. I even, I loved that angel, that the reason why he allowed himself to to get deeper into this badness of Wolfram and Hart and ambiguity was because of Connor. I kind of liked that. I always liked yeah. the effect that having a son had on Angel, even if it made him do stupid things occasionally. That's true, but I never really liked Angel. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I you feel don't like I'm Angel. so cynical. <laughs> the ones I love, I love, and then everyone else, I'm like, ugh. See, I love Angel. I think I, that's oh, why. Oh, man. I don't, yeah. Angel... Angel, I found just kind of boring, to be honest. He he gets on my nerves. He's just boring. I mean, it definitely helps. I think that I have great love for David Boreanaz, uh, but yeah, well. but <laughs> I, I like Angel. I think he's an interesting character. Um, but I will admit that having Spike come on in season five, especially in rewatching it this past oh. time, was very like breath of fresh air. Yes, it was because Angel got boring. Yeah. Admit it. Yes. Well, because Angel also needs Cordelia. A lot of what he like does. was making Angel fascinating was his his relationship with Cordelia, and yeah. from pretty much the end of season three on, he no longer had that. Yeah, um, which was less fun. Yep, yep, yep. Because he never really connected with Fred the way that like there was a serious lack of women in the last shows, and that like I didn't really notice that until um, the episode when Fred was dying, and she was like, "My boys," yeah. and she was in the hospital, and there were like eight guys around her. I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Weird. When exactly did Angel become a sausage fest? That's yeah. interesting. Oh, man. Because, at, like, you know, at some point, it was, yeah, season three, Wesley takes off. And so Wesley's not there. And he's not there for parts of season four, too. But Cordelia still is. And they've got Fred. So it's almost like the de like they were almost even, I think. Two guys, yeah. two girls. And then all of a sudden, season five hits and we've got Harmony. But Harmony and, yeah. Harmony and Eve, neither of whom were like, oh, God, I miss Eve. Lila. I gotta say, part of me yeah. really wished that instead of bringing Eve, um, they had just kept Lila. Like so she did have a contract. She was she still around because Wes tried to destroy the contract and set her free, which was adorable. Um, but it didn't work. So she could have still been there. Lila's such a fantastic villainy character. She, um, I got really bored with her early on, but once she had the West thing, I was like, oh, you're cool. And the West then their dynamic was fascinating. Was yeah. fascinating. And incredibly creepy. 
Um, okay, that no, episode only with the glasses. One, that was that that was the one creepy yes, moment. That was a big one. But I like to forget about that because I love Wes <laughs> so much that I, I kind of look at that as even though Joss is it's one of his favorite moments, which is creepy. Joss is kind of a creeper. <laughs> Joss Joss also thinks season four is his best season, so clearly he's just wrong. Well, I think that Joss, especially on Angel, I think he has a great appreciation for the deep depths he can bring these people to. Yeah. And they're like I think I think season four is beautiful, but season four is beautiful in like a removed kind of way. Like now that I've seen every episode, I'm like, that was so brilliant. You know, every problem that I had with it, it is explained in the end, and it's so great. But while I'm watching it, I'm always like, why is Courtney doing these things? Yeah. Why would she sleep with Connor? Yeah. You know? and I see. I see like metaphorically how it works and how it's deep and interesting. But that said, you still have to sit there and watch yeah. Cordelia sleep with Connor. You have to listen to Connor speak, which drives me nuts. Pretty like much a so horrible experience. This, like, whiny, fifth-book Harry Potter kind of thing. <laughs> I like it. bothers me. Yeah. And, you know, he's just gross. And people aren't very nice to Wes in that season. <laughs> That's true. I always feel bad for Wes in that I love Wes. But he has some great lines. Like, when he'll, they'll be like, what happened to you, Wes? And he'll be like, I got my throat slit and all my friends abandoned me. And I'm oh, just like, yeah. yeah. I love was yeah, Wes was oh, poor kid. Anyway, but um, love him. Indeed. Um, but anyway, what I was saying was, um, oh, he really, Joss really likes the like Lila dressing up as Fred and Wes telling her to keep the glasses on moment, even though it's really, 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 really creepy, and it's the only moment at which I really don't like Wes. Every single one, even <laughs> when he's making like really s- kind of stupid moves, they're always for the right reasons, and he's he's just awesome. But that one moment is so creepy. But I type, I've decided I'm going to look at that moment, like the moment in Pride and Prejudice when Liz looks out at the at Pemberley and says, I would like to live here. And it completely <laughs> undermines her entire character. And I'm just pretending that just doesn't, that's not part of it because it undermines their entire character. Everyone has weak moments. Yeah. Elizabeth uh, Bennett too. Yeah. Leslie. Yeah. Gotta love my illusions here. I, really fantastic. <laughs> We're having this discussion. Jane Austen in one, like, sentence. Very impressive. Not actually a sentence. Learn English, Kelly. Um, and as Rachel checks her phone... I was actually silencing my phone. Thank you. I didn't um, want it to ring. <laughs> okay. Oh, mine's not on silent. Oh, no one's going to ring. Who's going to call? Oh. and it, Well, anyone who's going to call me is going to call you. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, so... Moving on, let's talk a bit about Buffy because we've talked a lot about Angel. I know and no Buffy. I didn't even get to give my list though of my favorite Angel. Oh, episodes. right. I have a list. Right. Okay. <laughs> give your list. She started with okay. Waiting in the Wings. Waiting in the Wings is number one. It's actually, I think, a, a three episode list. Um, and then number two is A Hole in the World. Oh, so um, good. And that that is a really great episode. And then number three is Smile Time. I just needed that out there. I really love oh, Smile yeah. Time. Well, that's a pretty basic list. Yeah. Like, that's. I would I would substitute Smile Time for um, Spin the Bottle. Spin the Bottle. I was just thinking that I might have to add that on to number four. It'll be a um, Spin the Bottle's hilarious. And anything Joss writes and directs, I mean, he didn't do Smile Time, but he was totally in love with Smile Well, Time. I listened to the uh, commentary, and he was originally meant to write Smile Time, yeah. but he decided he'd rather what? write the other one. A Hole in the Hole World in the comes world. right after yeah. it. So, you know, if you have to choose, I would always pick A Hole in the World. It's such an emotional roller coaster for me, it's because you're like, Smile Time! <laughs> He's a puppet! And then it's like, oh my God, Fred died. Yeah. How do you feel about Nina, the werewolf? I'm so not into her. I don't know if you've been reading the comics, but uh, she makes appearances in that. She's like oh, chilling with she? Connor. And, uh, Connor. Yeah, of course she's chilling with Connor. Away. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
<laughs> she's like I hate everyone's in in the comics they've all been kind of sent to hell like all of LA has been sent to hell from by the senior partners and so Excuse Nina's me. like going crazy because apparently in hell you're more of a werewolf um God. But I highly suggest reading the comics. They're they're interesting. What I liked about Nina was I liked the scene with Wes when he was like, Angel, not every relationship results in perfect happiness. Basically telling Angel that, um, hello, you, should you, can, have, yeah, you can have a girlfriend as long as she's not Buffy or Cordelia. Yeah, yeah. I um, liked that too. I liked the yeah. the distinction between like yeah. a relationship and I thought that was really happiness. important because I was like, okay, sex isn't always ultimate happiness. It has to be that one person, or in Angel's case, two people. <laughs> <laughs> Which, don't get me started. <laughs> we can have the Buffy Cordelia debate. Yeah, today. actually, let's have Fantastic. the Buffy Cordelia. Why are you on Team Buffy? I am on Team Cordelia. Oh, so am I. Okay, but here's <laughs> the thing. Game. I think, I think, Cord- the Buffy thing undermines the Cordelia thing. So if Angel were a completely different show and Buffy the show didn't exist, then Cordelia and Angel would be like my favorite couple ever, and that would be an epic love that I'm so like in- enthusiastic towards. But because I'm aware of all the like intense, passionate trauma that happened on Buffy, I'm like, okay, so you move really fast. <laughs> Angel moves on from great loves yeah, within, like, really a year. great loves in a year, and it really, it kind of really bothers me. But if I ignore that, I'm totally for Angel and Cordelia, because Buffy and Angel never really made a lot of sense to me, because I don't get why he loves her. He just kind of does. Well, you don't like her either. Oh, I, no, I don't like Buffy. <laughs> that. I, I'm one of those people who's like, oh, bring on Wes and Anya, and, like, I love those people. I like Willow, I like Fred, I like those people, the sidekicks. Um, give me a hero, very unlikely that I'm going to like them. Yeah. The, only, the only protagonist of a TV show I like, who's, like, Veronica. the main character, Veronica Mars. But she she would be a sidekick in another yeah. show. She's like the bitchy persnickety kid who's not going to be the persnickety-er. lead. Persnickety-er. Yeah, um. she is persnickety-er than everyone else. Uh, anyway. But what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Buffy Cordelia. Um, Buffy and Angel, in my opinion, ended that episode where he changed history. Um, and... And so for me, it was never really a huge issue, but I, I mean, it kind of invalidates the Buffy relationship to me. And you know that scene in season seven, is it, of Buffy, when he shows up and they kind of make out for a little bit? The cookie dough thing? thing? Yeah, the, the cookie yeah, dough speech. Yeah, then you have to be like, okay, but this is season four of Angel. Yeah. So this is crap. Although then I kind of got over it because I was like... Uh, when I, I watched season uh, seven of Buffy way before I watched season four of Angel this past time, watching it through, and uh, yeah, I had no idea that of the Cordelia thing when I was watching Buffy because I didn't watch Angel. Angel at that point had just had Cordelia like die, and she'd slept with Connor and blah blah blah. So it kind of became more more justifiable, and I guess I can understand how you can have two great loves in your life. That um, close together. Well, that's the thing. Um, I don't think time works the same in Angel. <laughs> Sometimes I just choose to believe. Because, like, there's no way Cordelia is three years out of college. Like, uh, yeah. or three years out of high school, even. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and that like, always makes me So laugh. I just choose to believe that it's really, like, seven years in the future. Yeah. Because, really, if you think about it, if you ignore Connor's actual character and the fact that she's in love with his dad, he's, like, what, 18 and she's 21. That's not as... That's not actually that creepy. Creepy, yeah. But it is so creepy. <laughs> because, because also 
also Charisma Carpenter was never the right age to no. play high school. She was older than everyone else on Buffy. No, and you, Allison's older. Oh, Allison, Allison right. Hannigan, so um, but she looks. But like she well. looks, yeah. Even but there's that first episode of Buffy, which every time I watch, I'm always just like, oh my god, Charisma's thirty, <laughs> and she's gorgeous, but she's like gorgeous. she's thirty, and so yeah. it's really distracting. There's seasons like there's episodes with. Uh, with her and Xander, when even Xander just looks too young for her, so it, it yeah, and, and Connor looks like a teenager. Yeah. Like they they all don't look like they are playing the age they are. He does. Yeah. If he might even seem younger in my eyes. So because we're used to twenty something teenagers, people being yeah. But yeah, it, it is it isn't creepy if you look at the chron- chronology of it. But it is that's not the right word. But it, it, they kind of ignore yeah basic chronology in the shows. I think because I know I noticed it on Buffy as well when um. I think it's when she turns 21, but they never mentioned that she's turning 21 because it was so ridiculous at this point that this woman had yeah. been through what she'd been through and, and wasn't 21 years old yet. Um, yeah. But it's just, they kind of, like, get rid of that whole age thing at well, a certain that, point. Because Cordelia's birthday, the Cordy-centric episode, the one where she's, like, um, I, is it called... I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Happy Birthday or something, where she, the one where she, like, has an alternate life and skips there, okay. and, yeah, and she does the sitcom. Yes. That's her 21st birthday. They say it's Is her it? 21st That's birthday. That's hilarious. And I, I was like, you that. have got to be kidding me. Why did you bring that up? They should just completely ignore age. I'm, I'm perfectly willing to admit because Because Fred is older than Cordelia, because she's in grad school. Yeah, I know. She's <laughs> actually a ton older than Cordelia, because she was in grad school when she got sucked into Corta. Oh, yeah. And she I mean, not Corta. Hylia. Always get them confused. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Fred is supposed to be like eight or nine years older than Corey. And Corey's. she looks about eight or nine years younger. Yeah, and so that's always kind of ridiculous. But, I mean, I just, I have to forgive it that. Because yeah, Corey is such a great character. Sense. I don't oh, really care. She's cool. Anyway, so. On to Buffy. What are your favorite Buffy episodes? Um, you go first, so I can formulate this okay. very, very scientific list. Let me think. I can't. I haven't seen Buffy in a really long time, so let me think about it. I love, of course, Once More with Feeling. Yeah. You cannot argue with Once More with Feeling. Um, I really like. Uh, is it Surprise or Innocence that comes second? I think it's Innocence. I think it's innocence. Yeah, because surprise is the Whatever is the second episode of that two-parter in season two of Buffy, when uh, Buffy loses her virginity and Angel loses his soul, that is kind of brilliant. Yeah. Um, and because that's the same, that's the same episode when Willow finds out about Xander and Cordelia, and there's just so much. And there's that great uh, Oz line where he's just like, and that seems oh kind of Yeah. That is the ultimate Oz speech, and I love Oz. <sighs> Um, and, oh, there's so much, that's the one with the judge, and she gets to blow him up with a rocket launch. Yeah, yeah. No yes. weapon forged. Yes. That is, there is so much cool about that episode. Yes, that's a very good um, episode. Love that one. I also really like School Hard. No. Not School Hard's the first Spike episode. That's not it, then. It's What's My Line, I think, the one with the job fair, where, uh, yes. Joyce ends up whacking Spike in the head with a yeah. fire extinguisher. Yeah, I love that one, too. I really like that one. Um, there, there are so many good ones in Buffy. I really like... Lots of people don't like season six, but I also I like really like Tabula Rasa, which comes oh my God, right, such a good episode. right after, and it's very spin the bodily. Yes, but it comes it's right, much the same yeah, <laughs> but different. Because it's not that they lose their memories completely in that in Spin the Bottle, they just revert. It's such a good device. It is though, like especially because. And once more with feeling, it was like, we got everything out, and then 
suddenly everything was gone in Tabula Rasa, and it was yeah. just such a it was such a good way to look at all the characters again. And I got to hear Willow say the awesome line of, "And I think I'm kind of gay," uh-huh. which I can never hear enough. Um, yeah, so that was that season that comes right after Once More Feeling and then I think it's two episodes before Once More Feeling because they're all on the same disc in season four is the one where the the geeks are like putting t- Buffy through all the trials and it's just like the the one big episode for the geeks they have or the nerds or whatever you want to call them they have they have so much screen time and it's really really funny they're deba- debating who their favorite Bond character is or, or like who how do you feel about Bond the geeks in general lots of people hated him at the time I okay kind of- season 6 the big bad is life the big bad is not Willow the big bad is not the three geeks the big bad is life Ask Joss. This is what he says. So, (laughs) I think season six overall, what most people have an issue with is that it is so dark and so woe is me and just kind of so whiny. And so the fact that for most of the season, the, like, big bads are hysterical and not threatening... I think really helps to balance the season and give it like a lightness that it requires to get back to what Buffy was when it was at its best, which I think is like seasons two and three, when it was still a high school show and it was about the metaphor of high school and life as hell, blah, 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 but it wasn't, it, yeah. I also think there's only so many times you can be like, oh my god, they're gonna destroy the world, where yes, it means anything, so you know? True. The first couple seasons, you've got the master, who's not even, I mean, it's gonna destroy the world, boring. but he really just wants to open the hell mouth, and that's whatever. And that was fine for the first season. The second season, um, you know, Angel brings the extra oh, emotional so punch. Cool. The third, you've got... Um, Faith, who it's brings all, the extra yeah. emotional punch, and then there's the angel issues with him leaving, and so that one works for me too. And then the fourth season always just felt kind of empty. I mean, I don't hate the season, but it is probably my least favorite oh, season. It's terrible. Um, I, there's definitely great episodes. Hush is one of the best episodes oh, of all Hush time. And um, um, the Restless is the Restless other really is famous fantastic. one. Yeah. There's a couple of other really like really good episodes, and I like the one when Faith comes back. That I love that. I love that storyline. I love it continuing on yeah. into Angel. I, I love, love the episode. Faith in general. Yeah. Faith can do no wrong. I'm like, you're the coolest character I was ever. so excited when I thought we were getting a Faith show, and then when it never uh, materialized, it was very depressing. That would have been such a good spinoff. It, and Joss would have loved it. Like, and, I could just feel him, yeah. like... And people would have watched it, Definitely. too. People love the Buffyverse, so, no. People would have totally yeah. watched that. Um, I... And they know. had, they set up Principal Wood as, like, being on her side, And that would have been, so, like... They, they mentioned that in the comics. You should get on the comics, by the way. Um... Because I just want to elevate the dorkiness of this, this <laughs> right here. In case people were like, man, they're cool. No, don't worry. I'm going to go read comics. Um, but, so yeah, season four, the bad guy just never did it for me. The initiative, oh, general, the initiative. was like something that I thought should have been like a three-episode arc and, and then kind was, of amusing. Yeah, exactly. And that's so like, oh, the government. <laughs> yeah, and season four is Riley. I like Riley. You like <laughs> I Riley. I like Riley Riley's for like Buffy. Six foot four. I do like that. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie; it helps that he looks like Riley. But I liked Riley for that moment in Buffy's life. I felt like she needed something that was just simple and whatever. But then making him deeper through the initiative always felt kind of yeah. Fun. The, the, and Adam looked stupid and bored me and had no <laughs> emotional grip on me. I didn't give a crap about Adam. Yeah. No, they, they, the whole function of season four in my eyes was to get that chip in Spike's head. Yeah. It was the entire <laughs> function of the initiative because it was the beginning of once you take away his ability to kill, that's when he's going to lose his want, like, yeah. his lust for the kill and that opened up the doors for the love for Buffy and the soul and all the spikiness that came later. That was goodness. Yeah. 
Um, season five <laughs> works for me though. Lori was a great villain. I loved Ben, but to be honest, the actual season wasn't as strong. I don't think. I think in theory it was. Um, but I don't think there are as many good, like great episodes. Just where the characters are in their lives isn't as interesting to me. It just wasn't as tight. I think it has a lot to do with um, Joss had less and less input as the years went on in terms because he was working so much on well, other is, stuff. Well, season five, the uh, Angel, Firefly, and Buffy season. I think there's so. one season when he did all three, and that was the season when each of the shows kind of well, not Firefly. Well, wouldn't that have been season up. seven of Buffy then? I don't think so. It was. I think Firefly came out a year before Buffy. Oh, off the air. really? I but thought, I I thought it'd be season six. I don't know which season that was exactly. Yeah, it was. It was. I would say season. F- no, wasn't season five the year he took the entire year off so he could write the musical? Yeah, he claims he took the entire year off. I've never been exactly certain that that's not an exaggeration. So season five, that's season two of Angel, and he definitely wrote the body, anyways. Um, oh yeah, that is a good. That's mean, actually on my that list. one. Kills that is me. such a good episode. Every time I watch it, it, it's the most true representation of what it feels like to have someone really close yeah. to you die oh, it's that I've ever seen. Um, and it's I still, I, I watched it with a friend who had had someone they loved die recently, and she just broke down. It was like. Yeah, it was ridiculous to watch it because it felt like going through it. Uh, there's that really fantastic moment with Anya where she just oh my god, down. she can't That's understand. My favorite, yeah. I, Anya is the best. Anya is the best. Um, I know what my issue is with season five. I watched Buffy after Buffy was on the air. Like everything had happened years ago, so I knew the Dawn situation. And Dawn is a really, really annoying character. And the <laughs> only reason she's cool is if you have no idea what's going on, and you're like, "What the hell? Why do people think she has a sister when she doesn't have a sister?" Yeah, that's but really cool. But if you knew, it was just she's boring and annoying. So that oh, that's why I don't like season. I forgot about that. That's I remember I watching season five, season five on on TV and just being like, "What the hell is this girl? Why the hell is she doing this?" Because they like over the summer have <laughs> been saying she's gonna have a sisterly bond with Buffy, and I was always like, "What the hell does that mean?" And then uh, and then you'd watch the, and there's that first episode where she's writing in there, or it's actually yeah. the second episode of the season. The first episode is the Dracula episode. <laughs> don't um, talk to me about the Dracula. Dracula episode. No way, you yes. don't love the Dracula ridiculous. episode. And horrible and just clearly them just oh messing God. around. Are you one of those it. people who liked the episode Beer Bad, the one where she turns in? <laughs> yes. okay. I love Beer Bad. My my dad quotes that one to me a lot. Oh man. Um, yes, I love that episode. <laughs> I well, I like the goofy episodes. I mean, they're not my oh, favorite. They're not the episodes where oh, I'm like, no. that's what I will always. That's why I love Buffy, you know. But they are. They're definitely enjoyable episodes. So oh, I God. thought Dracula was enjoyable, especially ridiculous um, Xander in in Dracula episode it was pretty great I can't remember that because he's under the master's thrall um or Dracula his master and so one time he's like don't talk that way about the dark master and then they give him a look and he's like Bader which <laughs> was a good joke <laughs> of course you would like yeah. that <laughs> that's really the only reason I like that episode um, but so season 5 worked for me because they added the Dawn and Glory was just a really fantastic villain she was cool so for season 6 and the whole thing about having to kill a human to kill the thing that was killing the humans that was cool yes that was and I really liked I'm Giles. not liked but it was a great moment for Giles it was yeah. a very defining what moment in Giles what bothered me about that though is that he didn't they didn't really bring it up a lot after that whereas 
you know, Willow had to go off and find herself and be figure out how to be good again or come to terms with what she'd done. Whereas Giles killed a human and was just like, Meh. Well, I feel like Willow was an inherently, like, better isn't the right word, but she's, she's a great person who had okay. a horrible moment. But then explain Faith. When Faith killed a human, it was this big turning point in her. Whereas Giles was like, they never brought it up. I feel like Giles is kind of like a military man, though, in a lot of ways. Where, like, he is willing to do the bad stuff in order to make the good stuff happen. Whereas when Faith killed someone, she went off this dark path where she no longer valued human life at all. For Giles, he knew what he was doing. He's a, he's yeah, a much more mature character. Accident. She thought he was a demon. And and after that, after she killed a human, she refused to take the responsibility for it within inside herself, which is why she could never get over it, which is why she went so deep and so bad. Whereas Giles is a mature adult man who knew what he was doing. I, I still don't think it was like a good thing to do. The liberal side of me is all like, no, you can't kill humans, but... Um, but but at the same time, I think it was a decision that he made fully aware of what it meant for him. Yeah. I, I like Giles. Giles is cool. I, that's something that bothers me in the later seasons, too, is that Giles, they try and send him away a lot, and then he always has to come back. I know. I felt bad for him. <laughs> well, because they were going to make him his own show. Um, he was going to get a show called Watcher or something. And I love that there were, like, 18 spinoff ideas, and one happened. Yeah. And the Angel Angel even happened before the rest of these. Like, yeah, the these were all, one, like... The Spike one and the Giles one were all supposed to happen, like, after Buffy was ending. Um, I was actually... In rewatching the last season of Angel, I was really sad that it didn't continue, just because I really wanted to watch more Spike and Angel. Spike and Angel could be my favorite couple. I think maybe there's not even a so Buffy Cordelia thing. too many of the Joss interviews, because that's why that? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure I've listened to it. I, I've watched all of them, but I truly think that they are the ultimate couple of the series. Um, and in rewatching them, you really see like they have this great sexual chemistry going. And there's a great, there's a great scene when like they're just sitting together, and Angel's like, or Spike's like, I don't like you. I don't think I ever will. And I'm just like, bullshit. You love him, um, but mainly, I think. Uh, I think what? they're just a great couple. Is it is it a hole in the world where they're having the fight about who who would win an astronaut or a caveman? Yes, yeah. That oh, that is such a great episode. <laughs> it's just such a and, and did you watch the commentary on it? Because Josh says no, that's just cause. because because oh no, that was spin the bottle. Whatever. I stopped watching commentaries after I watched Spin the Bottle with Tim, and I was going to put the commentary on because I always listen to the commentary right after I watch the episode. He's like, yeah. it's spoilers. Don't want, and then I was annoyed. There's and lots I of spoilers, I think, actually. Um, but whatever. But so I stopped watching the commentary, so I have to go back. You, and watch yeah, you definitely out. should, because especially the ones with Joss. He's yeah. Fantastic. Well, because okay, Joss. This is nerdy, but Joss's commentary on Innocence in season two of Buffy is literally why I'm a television major. That <laughs> that in season two of The West Wing, but don't even talk to me about that. So like that one commentary, 43 minutes of Joss Whedon's time changed my life. Well, I'm not gonna really. lie. There's one of the reasons why I'm thinking I want to write for television is because of his commentary on the last episode of Firefly. So when you get there, we're going to have to do another episode about so Firefly. I'm so excited. I haven't done Firefly yet. And I'm so that. jealous that you have that ahead of you. That and Battlestar. You've pretty much got a whole lifetime ahead of you with TV. Yeah. As well. Yeah. As well. yeah. Um, I'm excited. Oh, we started with the geeks. geeks. That's where we were going. Oh, uh, yeah. So the, the geeks. geeks, they were necessary because you couldn't keep upping it. Like, Joss has that great quote where it's like, How do we kill him? Well, have you tried violence? Like, and it gets to that point. So I really like that in season six, it just completely got rid of the real threat of the bad guys. And then, but at the same time, they were the bad guys who probably did the most damage. And so that was always interesting. Or Warren was, I guess, not really Jonathan and Andrew. Oh, my God. I love Jonathan and Andrew. I love. 
Um, Andrew is just my Andrew love, and I've always funny. loved Jonathan. Except I kind of resented Andrew in the last second, like third last episode of Angel, because Andrew's presence in it, all it meant to me was Sarah Michelle Geller is a bitch. Well, <laughs> and come and do the episode. She wanted to do the last episode, um, and but that would have just been the entire said, series. Yeah, like we can't, we can't have Buffy in the last episode. Like Angel can be in the last episode of Buffy. No, he, Angel well, was, he was he only was for like five seconds, but he was still in it, you know, and that was okay. Buffy couldn't have even been five seconds in the last episode of Angel. It just yeah. wouldn't have fit. But um, she should have done that episode, like the third last. Well, it actually. I, I'm going to reference the comic book again. <laughs> you need to read it. It's essentially because it has some really interesting details about why Andrew was there and not Buffy. Um, but really, it's really, because, because Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar was a bitch. bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, Sarah, if you listen to this. <laughs> That's unlikely. No, you have no idea. There are maybe that. three people who listen to That's this. That's okay. If you were th- one of the three people who listened to this, send us an email so we know you're listening. Yeah. Otherwise, we don't, and it could be no one's listening. <laughs> um, which would just be sad. My mom doesn't even listen. Your mom so. doesn't listen. <laughs> See, my parents at least read my uh, movie blog. No, mine don't. They're like, that's cute, Kelly. <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah. Well, thanks for that forty thousand dollars education, Mama and Dad. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, and I have to get my parents to listen to this. Could you? you? We can increase your membership by yes. two. Yes! Absolutely um, doubling. Yeah, that's awesome. My, when my friend Tessa guest, guest hosted my podcast, like, it was so much more interesting because doing it on my own is really boring. And I'm just talking, and I'm like, I am boring. Why, why would people <laughs> listen? I wouldn't listen to this. Um, so we were, where were we? Oh, season seven, let's move on to. We did the rest of the season seven. Oh, I love Chosen. Can we talk about that? And nobody likes how, like, everyone... That's such an important... Know. That's the Dawn one, right? No, Chosen's no. the last episode. Oh, ever? I love the last episode. I love episode. the last episode. I, I love Buffy's speech. Like, all, um, anyone who can stand up will stand up. And, like, oh, it's just gorgeous. <laughs> and I love, like, when the... F- when it comes down to the core four again and they're walking away and Giles the says is the world is doomed <laughs> and, and Andrew lying to Xander and saying Anya got got uh, killed like help or saving him when really she got stabbed in the back I was like that was noble yeah it was and, and the, the episode before that when Anya and Andrew are in the hospital is one of my favorite moments <laughs> no they have a whole conversation about um, humans are stupid and they fight even though it's futile and why are they doing it but they fight anyway so I guess I'll fight alongside them and Andrew's like oh you love humans (laughs) and them being two of my favorite characters Anya being probably my favorite Buffy character she's really fantastic Um, there's a list on my blog of my 20 favorite Buffy slash angel characters and she's number two who's number one (laughs) I adore Wesley Um, but Anya is number two and on Andrew's somewhere on the list. Buffy's number fourteen. <laughs> See, at least she made the list. <laughs> well, Buffy and Angel had to make the list somewhere, so they're number fourteen and fifteen, or thirteen and fourteen, or something like. That. Angel's ahead of Buffy. All right. Angel is ahead of Buffy. Okay, by one. That's good. Though. That's um, all I have. <laughs> but there's all sorts of people who are in like four episodes who can beat them. <laughs> like who? Not four episodes, but Oz is definitely on the oh, list. She's like number eight. Uh, <laughs> Well, did you know, I? this is just a little pet peeve of mine. I looked up this list of, like, the, the sexiest men in, in the Buffy Lindsay universe. Lindsay was number eight. Lindsay's, Lindsay is eight. Gunn is ten. And Andrew is nine. Explain that to me. Excuse me, J. August Richards is the sexiest beautiful. man alive. He's a beautiful man. And he is so the hot. the sexiest man alive. Oh. And he had, like, his chemistry with Amy Acker, like, it, they, 
Like, I'm a Wes fan, and I was totally forgotten for Exactly. That is how convincing they were. I was like, you are hot. And he's just unrepentantly hot. He's he one of the two. Even with He was singing Little Maid, Three Little Maids from School, which is a Gilbert <laughs> Sullivan song yes. sung by three, like, schoolgirls named Yum Yum Peepo and Pippi Sing or something like that. And he was still hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just has that, that flavor. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Gun, but yeah, I think Gun would be like on my sexiest men of Angel. I think he's at like number four, so it really upset me. Yeah, of Buffy and Angel. Um, so it really upset me. Yeah. Wait, I think we should make a list. I, I don't know if I can make it correctly. This is like a high fidelity moment when like he could never make his top ten favorite records list. That's what I am with my top ten Angel guys, <laughs> Angel Buffy guys. Um, now I'm thinking because I I don't I have never actually seen the whole list. I've just seen certain people's IMDb profiles. There's one that's missing. I couldn't find seven. I think I yeah. looked through everything else. Like, but not not everyone. Like it's not on David Boreanaz's. Yes, it is. He was number two. Who's number one? Spike. Spike. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. cracked me up. Ariana got it. Really funny that. because he is not actually physically as attractive as so many of the yeah. other guys but he is so cool he that he just he's so cool and he's like there's something about him he's he just traps people yeah. and he totally it's hard yeah. to argue with the sexiness of spike even though he's not as physically attractive as a lot of them well it's kind of like how oz has always got like oh. that's you know i mean don't get me wrong seth green is a beautiful boy but he doesn't like he's, he's not, not sexy. sexy but then you find yourself being like dude oz is so hot like oz, oz is get so it. hot and it's be- i think it's because he's so so smart and never talks yeah and when he does it's like Uber wit. I just love that about him. Oz is one of my favorite written characters because he's uh, so witty, but he's not necessarily witty in a Joss Whedon kind of way where yeah. they're just like uh, completely verbose. He's he's like he's yeah. laconic. And what I like about him is he has a different, a very very distinctively different voice than everybody else. Like everyone. Yes, good character writing. Everyone has a different voice, but his is very distinctive. Yeah. So it, it's very clearly not all kind of similar like anyone could be saying these a lines. lot of willow and xander lines they could be willows could be or xander. willows or, xander. or even exactly. buffy you know there's a couple Buffy's times when buffy has lines that with the, could big be one with of the, the creepy ones. how many characters say things like big with the I, creepy well you know i exactly. think it was weirder yeah. if i didn't say it in my casual conversation yeah, exactly <laughs> but like cordelia uses that willow yeah. uses that like the, a lot of them use that Apparently kind that's of how stuff. they teach you to speak in sunnydale well no it's because that's if you read or listen to joss that's how joss speaks but all Oz has, he's very, very witty in a completely different sounding way. I really like that. And that's also something that's very cool about Spike because of the Britishness. He has the, like, witty thing, but it's completely different voice than the conventional wit on Joss Whedon. One of the things I always liked about Tara, actually, was that she was allowed to not always be all that witty, you know? Like, she had this very offbeat kind of a voice where she wasn't necessarily... She didn't necessarily fit with yeah. the rest of the universe. People would make a... Or she would make a joke and people would just kind of look at her. Yeah, yeah. and I really liked that. Cause I like, liked that, too. Even the other, like, very different characters, like Anya or Illyria, like, they had very weird voices. Like, Tara, you probably know Tara. Like, yeah. and... But she still, she has her own voice and she's a very unique character, so I really... I yeah. I as I've grown older, I've grown to appreciate Tara. As a oh, I I always liked Tara, and not so much Tara as Tara. I like Tara as Tara, but she's not a favorite of mine. She was like number nineteen on my yeah. list or something. 
but what I really like is her relationship with Willow. I thought it was beautiful. I don't think... I, I have some issues with the Willow gay thing just because she did love Oz so much and they didn't plant it early enough. If they planted it early, I'd be fine. But they didn't. They, it was just seems like they made it up. See, I don't mind the Willow gay. I mind the Willow... Um, with Kennedy. <laughs> but but that, that was my problem, is if it yeah. had just been Tara, it would have been, like, more of an organic kind of thing, like, okay, she just fell in love with this one yeah, woman. Yeah, which I was fine with. That's fine, because I really don't think, because they didn't plant the idea that she was in the, co- like, in the beginnings of Willow. She just, it wasn't there. It was Oz, it was Xander, that's, she was straight. And then it was like they randomly decided, and that was fine if it was just Tara, but then they pursued it, and they all, they had a thing with, like, Fred when she came. She was, like, flirting with Fred. I was Although like, I okay. could believe her in Fred. Oh, that one I would totally believe. I actually I could, think Fred would yeah. go gay for Willow. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that, again, would be, like, a, like, a person thing yeah. as opposed to it, whereas... Kennedy. Kennedy just never did it for me. Ugh, I think I probably could have believed it if I believed her in Kennedy, and I just thought she fell in love with another woman. Um, but there was also lines which she'd be like, "It's a good thing I'm gay now, Xander, or else we'd be yeah." Up. And I feel like you know you're not really gay. I mean, you had that whole speech to Oz about how you guys were going to be blue haired and making out when you're old oh or something, my God. which was heartbreaking. <laughs> My least favorite episode could be the one where Oz leaves for the first time. Oh my god, yes. That is <laughs> tragic. Um, no, I think my least favorite episode ever is probably Double Meat Palace. Really? <laughs> Double Meat Palace cracks me up, but only in like a bad horror movie. I also, kind of but like, there are so many of those really, really stupid standalone episodes that really bother me. Like the one where her and Riley can't stop having sex. You don't like that one? Of course I don't like that I one. I love that one. I love it because um, Josh says that the reason why he wrote it was because <laughs> with the season three finale, all the critics were, or not critics, like censors were like, oh, you can't have this much violence in an episode. So he was like, okay. And he made an episode that was just pure sex. And I love that. That's um, like that. But that's why I love Joss. That's not why I love that. Like, I don't <laughs> love that episode. I like that um, episode. That one, I Beer Bad. I love The one that. at the frat party with the giant snake. <laughs> that one's the really bad, snake? too. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like that one. That one's really bad. But do you bad. like the Halloween one at the frat party? Um, Hello, Anya in a buddy suit. Yep. I don't care what else happens in that episode. And Oz was gone. God, and she's scared of us. Willow's scared of us because they have a close personal um, relationship. I wish they had changed into their... Yeah, we're really <laughs> I wish they had changed into their... Um, what their costumes were that year. That would have been fun. Our Oz would have been amazing. I, I wonder if Ethan Rains uh, sells magic post-it notes to <laughs> turn you into God. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have changed because he would have been like Cordelia and not gotten his costume from Ethan. <laughs> anyway, we have to get going um, because we didn't leave enough time to podcast because um, we underestimated how much we had to say. I don't know why we, how we did that because yeah. we, all we do is talk about TV. You'd think we would know better. We would have known better. We'll have to do a sequel. We'll do a sequel. Okay, we'll do a sequel. Um, and Rachel will be back eventually because we have to talk about all the other shows we talk we both watch. There's a bunch that only you and I watch. Exactly, know, exactly. So we'll and Rachel's an excellent co-host, as we've established today. Um, all right, so uh, I'm gonna post the URL to Rachel's site on the blog, and you can check out the blog at um, which is accessed through TorontonianBanter.com, and send us an email at mytvpodcast at gmail.com. Um, comment on the blog, and uh, there are some polls there, so check those out, and we'll talk to you later. Bye! Bye!